Good evening and welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata, Ricky Sanders here live on March 30th, getting you prepared for games on March 31st, 2015. And of course, everything that's happening in the daily fantasy world. Ricky, how are we doing today? We're doing well. It's an interesting night in the NBA. You know, uh, Isaiah Thomas not coming through, but there's, you know, a high-scoring Lakers-Philly game. And uh, it's very entertaining, to say the least, but uh, interesting night in the NBA. Yeah, you know what's interesting? In the Lakers-Philly game, I do have a couple players uh, in that affair. Uh, I have uh, Covington in uh, in a lineup, and I have uh, in the other one, I went cheap uh, at the guard position in that one. And I actually went with Jabari Brown in that one. Yeah, he's he's been a good play. Uh, you know, I was talking to some friends tonight. He played big minutes the other night. They uh, they loved him. I looked at the minutes. I considered him, but my uh, my favorite option tonight at the point guard, or excuse me, at the shooting guard position was Demar Derozan. He really, I mean, a lot of people were saying the matchup against Houston isn't great, but there's a guy who doesn't play much shooting guard, which is what I you know have been preaching in my articles is to look at where these guys are really playing. And Houston struggled against the small forward. So it was going to be a high-scoring game, and uh, he's been fun to watch. He's got 30-9 and nine through almost three. Yeah, I've been watching. He's been absolutely lighting up. And uh, I don't have my shooting guard to going a little later this evening. I'll be uh, riding the Eric Bledsoe train. Yeah, he, uh, he was a good option tonight. He A lot of people were frustrating him by him because at the end of last week he was sick, and he had a couple of nice matchups and didn't really come through. But it's daily, you know, it's a new day, a new matchup, and I think this is going to be a good one for Eric Bledsoe. So I think you're going to be okay there. It's Ricky Sanders, Tony Sakata, DailyRoto.com. You can go there and get all the information about all the daily fantasy sports you want to play, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball coming up. Uh, they have wrestling this week. We've had, uh, I don't know, we got MMA, of course, Pat Mayo's golf. And also a video from Pat Mayo and Drew Dinkmeyer on preparing for daily fantasy baseball play. So, Ricky, the first thing I've got to ask you, are you starting to get fired up for uh, fantasy baseball right around the corner? Yes, I just had my first yearly draft. Uh, besides NFBC, you know, I always do one because you're fiending for it uh, way too early. And, of course, that one didn't work out. I took you, Darvish, and he already went down. So just like every year, I'm fiending to start early, but I know it's the wrong move, and it ended up killing me this this year. You know, it was a $150 mistake, but oh well. But yes, after my auction draft on Sunday, now i got a few more coming up. Now I'm starting to get in baseball mode, and I absolutely cannot wait. I'm a Cubs fan, and this could be, you know, one of our one of the good years because we certainly have had a lot of bad ones lately. Interesting on the Cubs side of things today, a big day uh, from the transaction. Javier Baez, last year everybody's darling, sent back to the minors, and Chris Bryant, Addison Russell, not their time as of yet. Well, Chris Bryant absolutely made sense. Addison Russell absolutely made sense. We know the Cubs need Bryant in the minors to get the extra year of control, and of course you're going to wait a few weeks to get a few extra years with what looks to be one of the game's best up-and-coming studs. But Javier Baez is a little bit of a surprise, but you know when you strike out almost half of your plate appearances, it may be time to go back down and work on that swing, get it down to you know 30%. The Cubs last year had the two highest strikeout rate hitters in him and Mike Olt, so I think they want to correct that this year in order to compete. 
Be interesting to see how that one plays out with the Chicago Cubs and all new attributes at the stadium. So it'll be interesting to see how the uh, field is playing at Wrigley Field uh, this year. It's going to be interesting to see a daily fantasy baseball. I'll tell you, I started looking at some of the opening day matchups today. So uh, I'm definitely getting the feel for it and getting a little excited. This weekend, of course, I'll be heading to California to go to the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. And, Ricky, I was talking to a couple different uh, site owners and a couple different uh, players there. Do you think now that everybody's big dream in Daily Fantasy is to participate in one of these big live events? Yes, I have never been personally, but from what I hear from everyone, you know, it builds a camaraderie. If you haven't done it yet, you want to get there. And once you get there and you experience the event, you really, truly feel like part of the daily fantasy community. I think everyone knows the rake's a little bit higher in those events, but we just don't care because, you know, that's the dream. The dream is to go hang out with your buddies and have a chance at a large, large amount of money while living in paradise, you know. There's not many things that can make it any better. I think that's the big thing, too. It's amazing the camaraderie that comes out of these events and how they happen. This one will be in Newport Beach, California. Uh, There'll be $40,000 to the winner. Uh, These tournaments have been great. They've been doing it every Friday during basketball season. Uh, Between 200 and 250 people in there, one winner. Uh, the guys over at rotogrinders.com, uh, Thad Rad, who will be participating in the final, and Crazy Gaby actually call it the Workman's Tournament because there's not, uh, you know, only 250 entries. They feel like they have an opportunity, uh, and it's a $109 entry fee. I believe they'll be announcing uh, pretty soon that they'll be having a fantasy baseball tournament over there as well with a live final in California, and I guess they have some special activities planned as part of it as well. Well, I will be looking forward to that. You know, I am one of the suckers for the live events. I keep giving it a try. I have yet to get inside the top three. I have a four finish, so the dream is still alive. And, you know, with the way things have been going lately, I've been a little bit of a hot streak. I'm feeling good about qualifying one of these days. But, you know, it's still just a pipe dream for me. So good luck to you there. We certainly will be rooting for you here at Daily Roto. Well, I won't be playing. I'll just be talking. Ah. Well, we're still going to be rooting for you to be broadcasting the best broadcasts of anyone there. (laughs) Of course, uh, it'll be interesting to see, and we'll have some stories to come back and let everybody know about what's happening in the Fantasy Aces uh, Basketball Championship. I've got to ask you, when you look at daily fantasy baseball, and I was looking at the prices and and how it would go the first day, and a lot of it's site-dependent, do you feel like that you prefer two sites, uh, I mean two-pitcher sites or one-pitcher sites? I like having the two-pitcher sites because I think it adds a little bit more of added skill. You know, obviously, an opening day is going to be a lot of aces. So if you're going to pay for the two aces, you know, you're going to have to suffer in terms of hitting, although the prices probably will not be up to par yet. I have not actually taken a look yet, but you have to figure, you know, the guys who just barely made the team will be underpriced, and the pitchers will be properly priced, especially guys like Kershaw. So I like having the added strategy where you can't just – stack the two of them and if you're going to you really pay for it so it makes it pretty interesting and I'm a big pitching guy you know I like to have the sure things so for me it makes it challenging to find hitters I I prefer the two pitchers what about you uh, you know what, I, I like the two pitchers but I was telling uh, on the show this morning on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio 
you know, a lot of people talk about the quality start aspect of things. And one of the things that I enjoy, and it's a weird sort of thing, is I like the drama of the four points for a win over at FanDuel. It's a lot, it's a changer, and you have to actually try to chase the win because if you're in a tournament, those four points are huge. And I know all the baseball purists say you can't chase wins and and it's a luck factor because once the guy's out of the game, you need the bullpen to le- to uh, hang on. But as you're sitting there watching the scoreboard and your pitcher comes out of the game, you still keep your interest because you need them to nail down that W. So I like the aspect of the four points for a win in a single league, a single pitcher league over at FanDuel. I agree with you. I agree in the daily game that there should be that additional aspect. You know, for yearly leagues, I've also been hesitant to change from wins to quality starts, but I certainly understand it more there. But I agree, once a pitcher leaves, you know, it's not over. It, uh, it it adds to the excitement of daily, which is why everyone loves it. You know, you get the experience of a full season of one day. And then, you know, if we're talking about the late game where everything comes down to it, you literally have to watch until the final pitch and, Really isn't that uh, what it's all about? Instead of just getting your seven innings, having your guy leave, and it being all over. Of course, we're also broadcasting the Fantasy Sports Network. You can catch it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, of the greatest fantasy sports <laughs> network, the greatest fantasy sports information that you could ever put on the planet, all in one place. Of course, you can get on Xbox, Roku, uh, Cablevision in the New York area, all of Canada. Just take a look. Absolutely knock it out of the park. We're going to take a quick little break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about something when it comes to Daily Fantasy Baseball uh, that will be a fact that you will never know, but I'm going to tell you why wins are important. And then we'll break down four games in the NBA, so stay tuned for more of Tony Cicada, Ricky Sanders, the Daily Roto Podcast. We're absolutely bringing it tonight, and we've got all the answers for you. So you just sit back, have a crella, get out the coffee, and forget about the newspaper. Tony Cicada, Ricky Sanders, of course, DailyRoto.com, the greatest podcast in the planet, at least Al Gore's planet. I'm trying to figure out who was the request for uh, for satellite. I think it was John Glenn, but I haven't figured it out yet who put the satellite up there, and we can take care of that. Now, here's why we can't go quality starts in Daily Fantasy. Do you actually know who had more quality starts last year, Clayton Kershaw or Aaron Harang? Oh no! Do not, do not <laughs> say that to me. <laughs> if I'm asking him the question, you already know the answer, right? Oh my God, that is sickening. <laughs> Aaron Harang had 25 quality starts, and Clayton Kershaw had 24. So let's never talk about using quality starts in daily fantasy ever again. I don't care. Kershaw missed what about a month last year. I don't care if Kershaw misses three quarters of the seasons. Any stat that Aaron Harang outproduces him in should not be in daily fantasy baseball. Uh, there we go. We got that covered. I'm uh, going to go quickly through and let you know who's going to be going opening day, and this is the Monday edition of that. Uh, Toronto hasn't announced the opening day pitcher, but Masaru Tanaka will be pitching at Yankee Stadium against the Toronto Blue Jays. Philip Hughes takes the mound against David Price in Detroit. 
And then Colorado in Milwaukee, Kyle Kendrick and Kyle Loesch. I think there will be a lot of people trying to attack those pitchers. They are far from the elite a level for these opening day starters. Clay Buckholtz and Cole Hamels will go at it in Philadelphia. And then the Orioles have not named their starter, but I believe it will be Chris Tillman versus Chris Archer of the Rays getting the opening day start in Tampa. And then Bartolo Colon gets the opening day start for the Mets and not Matt Harvey. He goes against Max Scherzer. Scherzer will be heavily owned on opening day. Julio Turan against Henderson Alvarez. Now, the Braves are a team that I believe will be loaded with strikeouts this year, but Alvarez is not a strikeout pitcher, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. The White Sox and the Royals at Kauffman Stadium, a great pitcher's ballpark. Jeff Samaja going at Yadano Ventura. The Angels haven't named a pitcher yet, but look for Weaver to get that opportunity. Felix Hernandez starting in Seattle for the home opener against the Angels. As good as Felix is, and I see these other matchups, I don't believe he'll be in my lineup on opening day. The Pirates in the Reds at the Great American Small Park. Two great pitchers. Francisco Lariano versus Johnny Cueto. Lariano's going to be problems for Joey Votto and Jay Bruce in that one. James Shields and Clayton Kershaw go at it at Dodger Stadium. Uh, two marquee pitchers there, uh, but Clayton Kershaw going to be hard to lay off. The guy that I think I'm going to go with is Corey Kluber against Houston's Dallas Keuchel. Uh The reason is, Houston, if you look at this team, they are going to have a huge strikeout percentages, and I believe that Corey Kluber sets up nice there. Giovanni Galato and Sonny Gray, this game's in Oakland. And then rounding out the night, Madison Baumgartner, Josh Kalmunter in a great hitter's ballpark in Arizona. Those are the opening day matchups. Yeah, and just off the top of my head from the names you mentioned, I think I'll be going heavily against Kyle Kendrick. I think Josh Kalmunter, not really an opening day starter. I think Henderson Alvarez is someone you can attack. But as always, there'll be some surprises. There'll be an ace or two that gets hammered, so... You know, you may want to diversify when it comes to tournaments, play some guys against some top pitchers. I don't think any of those will be uh, San Diego pitchers against Kershaw, however. (laughs) We'll knock that one out of the park. And, of course, you can get your uh, fantasy baseball premium advice from Drew Denkmeyer, Mike Leone, right now. The Fantasy Rundown, available at dailyroto.com. Before we get into the NBA hoops, uh, are you a wrestling fan? Did you take in any WrestleMania last night? I did not, but I must admit I went to go sign up for the WWE free roll against the Iron Sheik, and it had filled up, so I was not <laughs> happy about that. I wanted to give it at least you know, a go, see if I still had anything left. You know, I was a fan in my younger days, uh, you know, the days of Sting and The Undertaker. I'm not sure if they're still around. They probably are, but wanted to give it one more go, but I did not see any WrestleMania, unfortunately. Yes, Sting made his triumphant return, even though he lost to Triple H last night, his first match in the WWE. And uh, your other guy, Undertaker, was, of course, victorious after last year's loss. So he was all excited, and he was ready to go. Uh, tomorrow night's NBA action, only four games on the total. So i got to ask you, you're playing tonight. I've seen the tournaments. There's a lot of big-dollar tournaments right now but they're not filling up with the regularity they were a couple weeks ago. Do you think people are turned off by the way the NBA is now with, you know, 36 emails telling us who's playing and who's not? I definitely think so. I think there are players 
and respectfully so, that look at a night of the NBA and say, after doing their research, that they like this slate. And other nights they look and they say they don't like this slate. There's too much uncertainty. And, you know, lately with all these teams that have clinched the playoffs, there's certainly you're sitting by your computer at the last possible second, you know, trying to figure out which of the Atlanta Hawks, the Golden State Warriors, the just about every team is active, inactive, in the rotation, not in the rotation. So it's frustrating recently. You you certainly can't be setting your lineup and going to dinner, you know, a half hour before lock these days because it's just been complete anarchy. Anarchy is the way to put it. And, of course, Indiana Paces at the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night. Uh, this is a game with a 199 total. And the Nets and the Pacers in this one. Uh, the center position has been a, a point of contention for Brook Lopez. Uh, I believe they're the second-worst team in the last 10 games covering the center. And Roy Hibbert, not a guy that we absolutely uh, get excited about that we need to take a Seattle's for, but to be honest, there's only four games. Yeah, I, I think that I would rather ride the hot. I've just never been a Roy Hibbert supporter, even though recently he's had a hot streak. Uh, they'll probably be without Rodney Stuckey tomorrow, which means a little more of the offense will need to be pushed around. But honestly, I don't think I would go the way of the Hibbert. Uh, you know, there's two decent centers in the Golden State LA game, you know, assuming that Bogut plays. Brooke Lopez has been on absolute fire. You know, Drummond may get the Atlanta backups, as they said, that they might be resting the starters. So I'd be hard-pressed to use Hibbert. And if I decide to, just to play the matchup, it would only be in a tournament because that man is incredibly inconsistent and has been known to lay an egg when he's not supposed to on multiple, multiple occasions. And how about George Hill against the Brooklyn Point Gods in this one? So, without Rodney Stuckey, I do think that George Hill gets a little bit of a boost. I think that C.J. Watson has been playing better off the bench. He gets somewhat of a boost, but this is going to be one of the two lower-scoring games of the night. Uh, I think that Hill, again, like Brooke Lopez, has been hot lately, so you could play that card. You know, Darren Williams is not the defender that he used to be, and someone's going to have to score on Indiana. So I think if you wanted to go kind of a contrarian route in a GPP, you know, I I would be completely fine with using George Hill, who's been flirting with some triple-doubles lately. He uh, He's going to have to be the whole Pacers team if they're going to win it, at least offensively. Tony Sagato, Ricky Sanders from DailyRoto.com. And the Daily Roto Podcast, you can hear it Monday through Friday. You wake up, you go to DailyRoto.com, and you get the podcast, and you start your day focusing on DFS. That's the way to go. That's the way to bring it. That's the way to be successful. You mentioned the Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons going at it. Uh, we don't know what will happen with this Hawks lineup. But Reggie Jackson is a premier defender. If Dennis Schroeder comes in to play, he's a guy that's been underpriced. He's been used them. He's put up monster efforts. But do you like that against Reggie Jackson? Well, the problem is Schroeder left tonight's game with an injury. They already said they were going to rest some starters tomorrow. So I'm wondering if Schroeder's injury makes them more likely to play Teague. And if it doesn't and Schroeder sits then we may have ourselves too good of a price to pass on Shelvin Mack, who's really the second-string point guard, but he has been getting his minutes, some of them even at the two, without Jeff Teague. So they are expected to rest a bunch of the starters tomorrow, supposedly. We don't know which ones, but I will say that if both Teague and Schroeder sit, I'm very interested in Mack, but I also may have some interest in him, and I played him the other night, 
without just Teague. So he's been he's been getting the added minutes. You know, you got to look out for Bazemore, look out for Mascala, but it's all going to come down to who starts and who doesn't. And again, that's the frustrating part. Yeah, Mascala had a nice game the other night. Uh, is he the real deal? You think if in a situation where we have the Hawks rest the starters plus possibly, uh, you know, not what was the guy's what was the kid's name? Schroeder. What was the kid on the TV? What was it? A Billy Schroeder? There was a kid on TV. I forget his name. I forget all those boy bands. I'm all. Are you broken up about this One Direction thing? I heard about it, and uh, I am not broken up about it. I must say, I was I was cracking up. I I was following along with the hashtag and people's different reactions <laughs> of who who cares. From there were actually writers. You know, fantasy writers saying that they were trying out for one direction, so I was cracking up at the different directions people were taking that. I just said, can't you slap one of the Jonas Brothers in there and no one will know? Like, they haven't had a good payday in a while. I'm sure they need the work. Slap one of those Jonas Brothers in there. Oh, I couldn't believe that, you know, TMZ made a story out of that. I I guess I'm out of the loop because I really could not care which members of One Direction are active or not. And, uh,. I don't know. Are the Jonas Brothers, what do you think it would take to get the, one of them away from their brothers? Aren't they? Uh... I think they hate each other. I, I think, like, they were <laughs> supposed to have a reunion, and one of the Jonas is actually, like, regular, really popular now, and so the other two hate him, and I think it would actually work. I think it could happen. Oh, there you go. And uh, as long as we're on the boy band topic, the roast of Justin Bieber is later tonight. That is the one I've been waiting for for a while. Maybe there'll be some One Direction jokes in there. In the meantime, yeah, you know what's the lady from Friends, uh, Courtney Cox? I yeah. was reading somewhere today, and I don't know if this is an old story or a new story, that David Arquette got kicked out of the Justin Bieber birthday party. Like, how much of a total uh, nut job do you have to be to be kicked out of Justin Bieber's birthday party? With the behavior going on at that party, how bad was David Arquette screwed up that night? Yeah, you would have to think that, you know, Justin Bieber gives his bodyguards the talk, you know, that we're not kicking anyone out unless we get to Code Red. And uh, he must have really gone over the, you know, he must have been jumping off a roof or mixing, who who knows what the hell he was doing. But, you know, from Bieber's antics, he's ended up in jail, he's egged houses. You know, if if it's a Code Red at that type of party, you can only imagine what he was doing. You know what's interesting? We've seen Justin Bieber, one of the latest guys to do an underwear ad. Um, do you think there'll ever be a fantasy sports personality doing underwear ads? Well, if this is my moment, I, you know, I've been on the low-carb diet. I've been working out lately. I think I'm probably six months away from being at least a candidate or, uh, or going for my job interview to be the first. But I think that there are some, surprisingly, you know, in-shape fantasy sports analysts. I know that Jonathan Bales is the well-known one who's been at all the DraftKings events. But, you know, some of us are trying to give him a run for his money that if they ever do decide to go the route that a fantasy sports analyst is a Haynes model that, uh, you know, I want to be in the conversation. If I do, I'm stuffing with a sock. I think that's the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like that's the uh, over at Fantasy Aces they have the Salary Pro where you can go over the salary cap and you get less point. You know you start out negative. I'm gonna go over the salary cap. I think down there and that's the way to go. Yeah, my dad always told me to start with a good line or put a cucumber down my pants. So 
<laughs> the Spurs and the Heat going at it in this one. The Spurs have been absolutely lighting it up as of late. Uh, the Heat, we got to go back to uh, checking our lineups each and every night. Hassan Whiteside, Dwayne Wade, we just never know when they're going to be healthy. Uh, in this one, this total is uh, not available because we never know who will play, but I expect it to be the second highest total of the evening. Well, from what a site that I look at that kind of gives you premature, uh, they're not always 100% accurate, but lines. They've got this one as the lowest of the night. Uh, Hassan Whiteside has had an interesting day today. He went from definitely being out uh, to definitely playing on Tuesday. So we we know that San Antonio has been susceptible to bigs lately, uh, you know, with Birdman and Hassan Whiteside sitting. We've gotten some decent games out of Udonis Haslam, but I think that run is probably over. I think the plays on Miami are probably Goran Dragic, who, you know, San Antonio is a little bit weaker against the point guard, even though they're a strong defensive team, and Hassan Whiteside. But I think if Dwayne Wade sits out, it may not be a very competitive game. You know, we'll have to see for San Antonio. But did a piece on them a week ago, and they just they haven't been sitting their players. They've just been playing them lesser minutes. So I'd expect to see a full San Antonio team who's still fighting for seeding, and it should be an interesting game. Interesting game. The final game of the night will be the Warriors and the Clippers in this one. Uh, prior to the show, you told me that you expect Jermond Green to be out based on some of the information out there. Uh, this game's a 204 total. Uh, in this one, I guess you're going to have to wait and see how this one plays out. Uh, you got to like the opportunity uh, for Clay Thompson if he's going to play in this one. Yeah, you would. You would definitely think so. You know, the shooting guards against the Clippers usually a good place to attack them. But have you ever heard this before? I think it's just a scheduled day off, and Draymond Green was kidding. But he said he's sitting tomorrow with a case of Blake-itis. Blake-itis. Now, that could be a lot of things. Uh, maybe he's a country music fan, and he's, uh has Blake Shelton records that he'll be playing throughout the night. You know, I, I think Jermon, I you know when I look at Jermon Green, I see country music all over his face. I think that's with him. I think he's a guy uh, that I could see out there with his overalls. You know, it's funny you say that because I went to uh, country night earlier this year for a Bulls. I don't remember who they were playing. I think it was a Bulls-Hornets game. And the whole night was Jimmy Butler country night. And every break they would, on the Jumbotron, have him in a straw hat singing a different country song, and showing his teammates laughing at him. So there is a guy who actually is a country fan, and would I would never have guessed in a million years that if you look at the Bulls roster, he was the one who was the big fan. He is the big fan. I'll tell you who I'm not a big fan of tonight, who absolutely didn't play well, and hopefully this game can go into overtime. Grievous Vasquez didn't show up for me tonight, and I'm taking it personal. Yeah, it's a little surprising considering – you know, no Patrick Beverly definitely makes him a much easier matchup at point guard. Jason Terry, he's only about 40 years old at this point. He used to be a decent defender these days. Eh. But, you know, I'm not a giant fan of Grievous when it comes to Kyle Lowry sitting out. You know, the one good game he did have was against the Chicago Bulls, who you and I have discussed before, are just absolutely awful without Derrick Rose against point guards because Aaron Brooks is not an NBA-quality defender. But besides that, I mean, I think Lou Williams is averaging about 28 fantasy points a game on DraftKings without him, and DeMar DeRozan's usage goes way up, and he's averaging close to 40 without Lowry. So most of the times, unless it's a matchup play, 
I like the two of them better without Kyle Lowry than I do like Grievous Vasquez. Just because what you said, he's just inefficient, and he's not the ten assist Grievous Vasquez that we saw at least with this situation. You know, with Lou Williams and DeRozan trying to handle the ball that we saw with him on the Pelicans. So he's frustrating, and I've been kind of avoiding since that one big night. You know what's interesting? Last night at WrestleMania, uh, we had the you know the women fighting, we had the men fighting. But no midgets. I think uh, the world's gone politically correct. It's actually cost these midgets jobs. Well, I actually, here's a funny story for you. At school, I walked into a bar without knowing it, and it turned out to be midget stripper wrestling night. And we had to sign a waiver, and it was actually shown on Spike TV. And if you were dissatisfied with the amount last night, there were about 15 of them jumping around a ring, and it may have been the most entertaining four hours of my entire life. We had no idea it was happening, but it was midgets jumping on strippers, strippers jumping on midgets. There was KY Jelly. Uh, it was quite the scene. <laughs> so let me tell you, they're not all out of jobs. There they are. They're getting it done. They're hitting this college circuit, <laughs> and I feel a lot better about it. You can't get this information from Dan Bach at rotogrinders.com. I guarantee you that. Tell him to pick up his game. Uh, this is the Daily Roto Podcast. Ricky Sanders and Tony Sincata will be signing off tonight. We'll look forward to coming to you the rest of the week. And absolutely head over to DailyRoto.com and make sure you get all your premium content. And if you can't afford the premium content or you just don't know about it yet, there's so many great free things over there. You won't believe it. They have articles on every sport you want. They have forums. They have a community. Head over to DailyRoto.com. Ricky Sanders, Tony Sincata, we're out of here. We want you guys to wish it well. Have a big finish to your Monday nights and get ready for a Tuesday because it's DailyRoto.com.